bye-bye, Braden. Morning. Morning. Well, it's well, it's really early for you. It's not it's not too bad. It's 745 for me. Or it's, yeah, it's eight o'clock. So it's not it's not horrible. So a little early here. It's definitely you know, earlier than what it got up, but it works out well. I'm training earlier today with Brandy at 10. Mm-hmm. So this allowed me to um I usually train at noon. So this allowed me to get some workflow before I went and eat before I go train. Cause normally I sleep till probably eight, you know, something like that. Really? Cause usually, oh yeah, you're up late though. I usually work till about 10 or sometimes not oh, between eight and 10. And then I see I'm in, see, I'm in bed by, I'm in bed by 10. Uh, now I'm, now I'm in bed by 10. I just, I've never been a good, to be honest, personally, I've never been able to get to bed at 10. Like I, if I go, I've tried many days to go in my bed at 10, just not quite enough. Not quite. Late. I am, uh, I've been taking Morpho Rem every single night. How do you like that product? Oh, uh, dude, I am. So I always have an issue with waking up sometimes in the middle of the night, just from it. Obviously, this sounds like I'm putting a bandaid on an issue that I probably need to handle, but, but it's more so just like, just like I usually get uncomfortable. I I'm really a light sleeper typically anyway. Um, but dude, I'm zonked out for eight hours. Like I woke up today, like I, I typically would go like the end of where I was the fat loss phase. I would go to bed at nine 30, wake up at like five 30. Well, today I woke, I went to bed at like 10, 15 and I woke up at like five, like four 59 actually to be exact. And, uh, I woke up, I felt great. Like I'm getting like I'm getting really vivid dreams. Everything is fucking bang on. Like when it comes down to just waking up refreshed. So I know it's not a product you're supposed to run every day, but I've been doing like a full serve every day and it's fucking hitting me. And I feel fant- I feel fantastic. Like I just feel great waking up. Like my recovery feels the best it has. Obviously told you what my blood, my blood glucose was a 73 today. So clearly even with seven hours in bedtime, like not fully sleep time, like it's still leading to some pretty good recovery. So overall it's, I mean, I mean, I like it. Um, I find its effect um, anywhere between six to eight caps, which is eight caps is the full serve. So anywhere between six to eight is really where it is, but I'm also doing 750 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. And I'm also doing two scoops of magnesium calm prior to bed too, as well. Yeah, I like, I like, I've been using a lot more magnesium. <clears throat> I've been using mag- magnesium three and eight in the morning. Um, first thing with my, with I've my, been trying to figure out what magnesium to use in the morning. Uh, yeah, I, I think three and eight, uh, or like mag, mag teen, which is a patented form, uh, crosses the blood brain barrier very well. And it doesn't, and so does glycinate, but glycinate obviously is a little bit more sedative because it has that glycine attached to it. Yep. Um, so I use that at nighttime also, and then it's in revive calm. So I have actually some like midday or like late, late afternoon. And then I have some pre-bed, yeah. so re- really good products there. What's been going on with you, man? I haven't, uh, haven't chatted with you for a while. I was sick and then I was traveling. So the podcast is, uh, you know, I'm making a guest appearance almost. It feels like <laughs> I'm getting big, bro. <laughs> getting big. That's good. Getting big. No, the bulk of the, the, the gaining phase is going well. We've been upping food. Like every other week, it seems to be every week. We're probably going to hold steady this week just with my body weights now starting to finally start to shuttle up. But I think that's due to some some other circumstances uh, that are going on physiologically in my body. So I think so I think my body's starting. I mean, we're in that phase now where it's going to start to click and things are going to start to move pretty rapidly. Um, Training is fucking wild. I could tell you, I could tell you that, dude, like some of my lifts are going up like 10, 15 pounds and matching reps, like already. Um, I feel more like myself, even though I'm only, I'm only a few pounds up. I mean, we ended fat loss at like 160.5 ish. Yep. Today I'm like 164. So we're about a month post diet and I'm roughly, I mean, on average, I'm up like about a pound maybe so far. I mean, this week it went, it went up a little bit higher, but I'm starting to feel like myself, my recovery is starting to get better. Um, overall, I just feel, I feel good at this weight. Like 164 was really kind of that happy place for me, even during my fat loss. Like once I started to dip into that low, low 160s is really where it started to hit. So even just a few pounds up, I'm feeling good. Um, can't complain with gym performance. 
uh, just added another athlete. Um, so that's nice. cool. So I'm excited about that one. Um, signed up for three months too. So gives me, gives me actual good runway to, to get things done. Um, because most people end up signing up like month to month and then like, they might just like end up not showing up for like the last two months. And I'm like, what the freak? Well, when you sign up for a three month package, like you're going to be staying there for three months. So it gives me enough time to kind of work through things. So, I love that. You know, when you see a new athlete kind of jump in and yeah, you know, those are the, so this is interesting actually. It's cause I got a couple of new, I got quite a few new athletes this week. Um, and well, at the end of last weekend, this Yesterday, I had a um, a girl that is looking to sign up to maybe do a show. Um, we have to do some growing and, and some, you know, just some overall um, challenge challenge work. But she signed up for six months up front. And, you know, <clears throat> you and I were talking, uh, you know, it's funny how things go in waves, right? Because both of us hadn't got any inquiries for two, three weeks. And we're both stressful people. So we're talking to each other about that in the background. And, uh, you know, this girl said something in her intake email that kind of hit me. And I thought, oh, I want to share that with Spada tomorrow um, and Braden, but he didn't show up. So Braden doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, which was, you know, she said something like, and this is just a testament to what I've always told you, right? And I've tried to teach you mm-hmm. is that people are watching you. So for instance, in uh, her intake email, uh, she sent her intake and we had a couple emails back and forth. In one of my emails, I asked, like, what are your expectations with our time together? Which I think is a really good question for, so that I know, like, hey, what, what do you want to do anyway? You know, and she said, well, I, I want to get more proficient at lifting and, and, you know, really learning how to bring intent into my training. She said, I have a whole file saved on Instagram that's called Dylan's Muscle Cues. And she said, I save all your posts and then I try and go and like, you know, um, you know, enact that in the gym. And I thought, wow, like there's people that are doing that with my posts, you know, like I don't yeah. think of myself like that even. And it just kind of woke me up a little bit. It was like, okay, see, just cause you know, maybe this post had less shares or this one had less this or that those are metrics are not really that important necessarily, you know, because there's things like this that are happening in the background that like, you just have no idea about. Right. Yeah. And it's the thing of um, like you make a post and it could just impact one person, but that one person turns into an athlete of yours. Right. So I don't think a lot of people think about that when they make content, they're like, Oh, how can I get as many shares and everything? And it just turns into, I talked about it yesterday on my post. Like, like, why did we actually start this? Like in the, like, like if we bring it back to why, why we even started getting into the gym and things like that, it's because of how it made us feel, how it made us, like how it how it's transpired into other actions in our lives, like et cetera. Whereas a lot of people now I feel like get into the gym because it's the Instagram thing to do, or they care about getting followers or they care about getting noticed. Like we don't really care for that. Like, like to truly be honest, like cool. I do make some catchy posts every now and then, like the one I made yesterday, like obviously showing my transformation, but it's not like I'm doing it for any sort of reason. It's showing what's possible. Right. So it's like, I think a lot of people don't, they underestimate what a single post could do, which is why I tell people to just go do things often. Like everyone always thinks about what to do next. And I'm like, just go do it. Like I've had this thought recently a lot about like how I want to approach things in life. And, you know, I've had some different things, especially being on vacation and things like that. And it's just like, you kind of just got to go do it and you know figured out and just learn to kind of live through it because a lot of people just so are so caught up in what's the right move to make that they're so worried about making the wrong move that they won't make it that they won't make anything of it that's that's such an interesting point man because um last night um I was enjoying my cannabis getting to bed trying to get to bed nice and early so that I could be up for this podcast very early and I was just thinking like about some of the things that I I feel are important more so from a like code of conduct or, or moral conundrum standpoint mm-hmm. and I thought man I'm gonna write up some of the things that I want to live my life by almost like tenants to live by yeah and I ended up writing about 30 of them and uh 
this it was pretty good like i ended up getting on a roll and it's funny because what you just said so um the first thing and i'm kind of looking at it because I, I sent it to my athletes i don't need to read them all but number one is ideas mean nothing zero zilch execution is the only thing that matters it's not what you thought about doing it's about what you did right so that just kind of is, is what you just said basically where it's like you know you can have all these grand plans that you're going to hire a mentor or you're going to do this or going to do that. I hear a lot of, I'm going to, and then not as much. This is how I did it. Right. Mm -hmm. And this is how I failed through it. And this is where I fucked up massively and learned not to repeat that same error. Right. Because when I'm around people that, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed in my life now that I'm the least successful person around myself. Oh, 100%, a lot of yeah. the times. Um, you know, I'm around people that have cultivated just extreme feats of entrepreneurship or physical transformation or things that I aspire um, to, to bring into my own life. One of the things you find out is they're never like sitting on it. You know, they're they're always moving forward. It's it's about um, solution creation. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You know, it's always about like they're the figure it out people. That's the way that I, I simply put it. And I try to get my athletes, you know, it's like, oh, you don't have this food or you don't have this thing. What can you do to figure it out? It, instead of just shutting down, like approaching a roadblock and being like, oh, well, the road's closed. No, fuck that. Figure it out. You know, yeah. like how, how do we get around, under, over, remove, repair, you know, whatever we have to do to, to keep moving forward. And I think if a lot of people took some of that stance, they would just automatically improve. I think, I think it's really funny because I've had this conversation with you, I think multiple times now in the past few weeks. Um, obviously I signed up for two courses, right? Prescript uh, level one, and then yeah. also nutrition course each time. I think I sent you a message saying, Hey, I think I'm going to sign up for this course. I think I'm going to. And then like within, within like two to three hours, I'm like, Oh, I signed up for the course <laughs> and you're like, good choice. And yeah, it's literally. like, and it's just like, that's how you kind of had to do things. Like if you're intrigued by something or you're really interested in doing something like go, go do it. Um, I think a lot of people are so worried about risk involved with it. And so many people want to eliminate. And I'm actually, this is what my degree is in. My degree is in risk analysis. Right. And like, like I was like, it's like told. Hey, how do, how do we measure risk? How do we, how do we put it into boxes over high, medium, low? And it's like, so many people want to, and they teach you to kind of avoid the risk. And I'm like, okay, well, what's, what's the cost benefit and now you got to kind of look at the cost yeah. benefit. And at some point you're going to have to make a move where the cost may be high, but the benefit could be even higher. Like if you actually, if you risk, like I say, like risk it for the biscuit, like that's, that's really what it is. Like if you truly want to make it at some point in time, every single person that's, that's quote unquote made it, um, has taken something that has been uber scary and has turned it into probably, like you said, their greatest feat, like all in all. Yeah. Well, a lot of the times I think people calculate the cost of action well so like oh i want to take this course oh but it's going to cost me three thousand or, or whatever it is but they don't calculate the cost of inaction so like how much does it cost you to stay exactly the same for one more year a lot usually right so that that's the piece that people are not um sometimes bringing forth into it you know one of the things that i was always drawn to you about is just that you know, it's like you're figuring it out. And I have a degree in risk management, too, but I got mine through the streets. <laughs> I've, been, I've been out here hustling, you know, I literally, I literally PhD'd myself. But that's because, you know, from the time I was 17, I'd rolled it. And I'm not suggesting people take the life path that I did at all, but I would roll the dice on everything, you know, like because I always had this this internal struggle of belief in myself I knew I could do something of great meaning and value but I didn't have the self-confidence to do it so it took me some time to kind of get enough wins and figure it out to build the confidence to to hopefully step into the the light that I'm trying to step into but it takes time to you know you have to take some L's I think no one wants to take any L's that's why I think I think that is where the the cost analysis is breaking down actually is not so much in the cost or the 
fears of not being able to do the thing. The risk of taking the it's, L. It's that they might take an L and it might not cause the outcome they want because we're so outcome based now. And even mm-hmm. if we pull that back to social media, it's like, oh, I'm going to make this post and then it's going to ripple into the world and like cause these effects. I'm going to get these many shares, this many likes, uh, this many comments. Maybe I'll get this many signups. We're always like outcome based. So people are making choices thinking like, oh, I'm going to take this course and then I'm going to get a bunch of clients. And it's like, no, you're going to take the course. Then you're just going to take the course. You're going to have to, um, you know, share that knowledge, prove that uh, the knowledge you intake have been taken can provide transformation on people and then you're going to have to show that and if you still don't know how to market yourself even though you have great fitness and nutrition knowledge you're still going to suck but that's okay because you can figure out how to suck less at marketing right so there's always like a gap of something that you can figure out to win more yeah i think a lot of people a lot of people don't realize that one there there's i think a lot of people don't understand that we truly never figure it out also like and that's my observation like just just living life so far just like just the way just the way like I see my parents go and everything like that like the way that people live life and I think it's one thing that I really wish like I guess you could say normal life like compared to living like a bodybuilder or something like that where it's all very just you need to have it figured out Yep. Like so many people just learn to just like chill and just, and they'll, they'll go with the wave, right? Like we were talking about, like they'll just, they'll go with it. And I kind of envy those people because I struggle with going with the wave. Like sometimes like you just like, you want to get it figured out. And we have such like, our brains are probably wired so analytically that we're just like, we're analyzing everything. Right. And it's so hard, like, like, it's one thing I took when I was on vacation is like, hey, I do need to give myself some more slack sometimes. Oh, like, hell yeah. And I think a lot of people don't do that. And I don't do that. That's probably it's probably going to be the biggest downfall to me, right, is that fact that I don't actually like just take those moments of, of uh, spontaneity. Yeah. Um, I don't take those spontaneous moments and just freaking live life, right? And I think that that's an important key too, as well when it comes down to taking action is you kind of got to be spontaneous well, about it. There's a, and, and you know, you just kind of pointed out an interesting um, sort of point is that people that are used to taking extreme action always suffer with being present a, a little bit more, usually in my experience, and turning off the throttle, right? Because you know, and that's why I like taking interesting trips and going into nature. And sometimes I purposely take trips where like, I know my phone isn't going to work very well. And I stress out about that when I'm like in the moment when I'm there. And then it takes me a day or two to kind of get through it and be like, okay, this is a good thing. Like your entire life is not actually falling apart just because you haven't been on your phone for six hours. Although it feels like that sometimes. Right. So um, it's a good reminder that like, oh, yeah, this is all these stories I've told in my head or a lot of them are just a construct of, you know, previous intentions, traumas, whatever it may be, just decisions. And it's nice to be able to have that circuit breaker. So I think it's important to, you know, as I get older and have more resources available, I'm going to be trying to do these kind of work breaks every like six to 12 weeks to be honest, because with how hard I work, I, I realize that I need them, right? Because um, we, we went to Saskatoon this past weekend mm-hmm. and, you know, we had a really good time. So my business partners on the way home, my fiance said to me, um, she was like, Hey, you know, I, I feel really good that we went out and like did some social stuff. Like my cup's very full. And she's a very social person. And I was like, see, and mine is like empty now. Like to me, I'm, I could work for like another hundred days, you know, like I, I could not see another person. I could just work in the shadows for another hundred days straight. And she was like, yeah, and that's exactly why you need to do these things because otherwise you just lock yourself in the room and I can't get you away from work. And it's like, yes, that's exactly why I need to do these things so that I don't end up at 50 years old going like, oh, what happened between 30? And- that, do you think that that question for you, sorry to interrupt, do you think that no- that's... You think that that's an age thing now where you've 
put in though the work for so long that you that you feel you might be able to give these work breaks every now and then or is it yes or is it a thing because because i kind of want to highlight this because i have a different view well okay so i'm the young gun one second coming up one second because i think so yesterday i had a conversation with a client a mentee who's Mm -hmm. uh, 21 years old and um she messaged me back uh, back in her check-in and she said something like I'm paraphrasing, but uh, something like this. She said, you know, right now I'm looking to change some things up in my life so that I can be happy because all I'm doing right now is working two jobs, taking my education um, in, in another fitness mentorship, doing the fitness mentorship with you, the coaching with you, going to the gym, you know, once in a while, I, I, I might enjoy a little cannabis. Um, and that's pretty much my life. And I just repeat that. And she was very negative about that. And, I, and she has big dreams in her life. I messaged her back and I was like, oh, no, you're on the right track. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, well, you just described the last from 15 to 28. That was my life. That's exactly what I did. I said, and chasing happiness, I think, is a really stupid metric. Because whether I wake up today happy, I'm still going to do the podcast. Whether I wake up today happy, I still have to do all my check-ins. Whether I wake up today happy, I still have to get my staff rolling up my stores. You know, it's it's there's there's literally no difference in my day. So that is just a stupid metric to chase. And absolutely, yes, I think that there that that's this patience key and that relentless hunting that we always talk about. Everyone wants to skip that, right? And now. I'm not there yet. I don't like, I don't view myself as there yet, but in certain circles, I do have like an authority of I'm here quoting this to my fingers for anyone listening success. Right. And people will ask me like, Oh, well, and they're trying to calculate when they ask me questions, how to like come off the on-ramp and just start driving beside me, (laughs) like where, where I am. And I'm like, no, your question is based in falsehood because you have to go back seven years ago and then that's where you have to start asking the the right questions and then work through that you know so like in your 20s i think you should absolutely go fucking flat out find out what you're made of your body is literally built for the hunt you're not you know like i'm not advising people to sacrifice sleep or any of that because we're very holistic coaches you know we talk about that but at the same time you know you only get one life And I always am very real about this with my clients, you know, in certain situations, it's like, Hey, this is my situations. And, uh, you know, it might be like, Hey, we have to, you know, we have to sacrifice the, the social outings for sleep because obviously we need sleep and you have big goals and it's going to take sleep and recovery and effort and repeated drive. So something has to give, and we've talked about these volume dials, everything in your life, you know, social life, uh, fitness, career, relationships like whatever goals you might have set for your for your life it's going to be very hard to have all the volume dials turned up at one time mm-hmm. you know, but and as you turn more up by default some of them are going to go down and i think people are very negligent to want to accept that you know like i told her i said look it's not like you're never going to do any of these things that you might be missing out on uh ever again in your life Right. Like when you're 70, looking back at what you've achieved in life, you're not going to think back and go, in my opinion, at least I wouldn't. I wouldn't think back and go, oh, you know, that year I I was 23 and I worked really hard, set my got my education squared away, you know, save some money, um, you know, set my career path on the right track for something I actually didn't hate for the rest of my life. I really wish I didn't do that. And I wish I went and had some fried chicken wings a few more times at the bar. It fucking nobody's going to say that those things like once you've had them once you had them all, you know, like really those are cheap fleeting experiences in life. And most of the time those are only good or, or er, er, meaningful because of the people you're with, not even because of the experience itself. If that makes sense. Like it's not the specifically that food or specifically that environment or specifically that bar or specifically that party it's usually just if it is something of great value that that comes from one of those social events, it's because of the people and the memories made, not the exact moments. And you can you can work hard and recreate memories in other ways. 
So that's like what I what I tried to do, you know, is is, you know, I would have friends at the gym or different places where my career goals were kind of trending. I would try to take out the joy from that. Like to me, these podcasts are even some of that. Still, I'm still so, so that's a good example of like how I'm still doing it. Right. Like I don't get out and socialize as much. Um, I'm very in, introverted also, so I don't need to. Like I don't feel that deep calling. Yeah. But yeah, these podcasts with you and, and Braden um really kind of gives me that 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 satisfaction to go into the rest of, of my week a lot of the time. Right. So anyway, I think it's very yeah. So I'd I'd like to hear what you think. Like, what's your take on that? So this is pretty this is pretty difficult because I'm because I'm in the I'm in it right now. Yeah, right? I know. I'm about to be in it again with these two courses. Like the next six months is full on education, coaching, yep. bodybuilding. Like yep. nothing, there's no vacations. There may be there's there's Christmas and Thanksgiving, and that's it. I have a wedding in two weeks. I was like, after that wedding, head down, do what I gotta do, right? Yep. For the next for the next six, seven months. So um you know i think because i've i don't like to toot my own horn but i've been really working for what i've been trying to grow for the last two and a half years now i'm almost 25 i turned 25 in three weeks um coming so it's like since since i started the podcast i've really worked like for for to try to grow this thing like 220 plus episodes. <laughs> then I started to do the coaching. Then I dove into the coaching. Um, I've spent the last three years really kind of pushing my limit here over things. And not to mention that that whole last year, that first year, I also was in school and also working at a bar <laughs> during that time. So I was managing plenty of different things going on. Um and that really pushed my limit, like in terms of things of how much I could truly work, which was a good standard to set before I left college um, and really kind of put into perspective over how much can I really do, Yeah, uh, which is why I'm not concerned if I go from like the 12 athletes I have now to like 30 athletes. Like I know I can push, I know I can push my barriers pretty hard uh, if I really needed to. And I think a lot of people don't want to push that barrier. And I think that that's the issue there because you're not going to break through. How are you going to break through something if you don't know the barrier to entry? Like to truly be honest, like that's the one thing that I've seen over the last few years and just working with a lot of people is there's so much more that I could be doing. Yes. I know I can do that. If I see someone like Braden or someone like you, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't deserve a break. I think that's kind of how I look at it, at least as a 24 year old, like that's how I see it. Like when it comes down to work breaks and things like that, like where I'm at right now, I'm like, I didn't earn it. Like, what did I do? What did I do to earn a break? Like to truly be on, like I'm in the thick of it, fucking thrive there. Like that's kind of how I think about it when, when I come down to it, it's just like, just start to thrive here because once you get to that point where, cause there's going to be a point where it's going to get a lot more busy like no doubt and so it's like okay what's gonna happen when you get there right so it's like use your times throughout your different phases to go after different things and work towards different objectives like there will be a point in time where probably my education does slow down i would assume it's going to be within the next few years most likely mine did you know as i got a little older i mean i'm very to be honest it's even hard for me to find educate you know like uh, I almost need to do mentorships now, you know, like class-based education for me is, and I'm not saying that it's never good. Like I have done quite a few class-based stuff in the last couple of years, but usually I'm doing them thinking like, oh, I got a couple little pieces out of it and I could have taught this class. That's usually how I feel. Yeah. Um, whereas, all- I, whereas I know, like, like we chatted about before, I know my weaknesses and these, 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 two courses here are going to fill any type of gap that I have in terms of knowledge pieces here. You know, Um, one thing too, just to touch on, because you, 
you spent um, you know, a good amount of, of resources to, to get into these courses and do them. But then we also forget about like the um, sort of the additions that can come into your circle um, from doing some of these things. So like there's going to be a bunch of people signing up that all have similar um, mindsets and, and career goals and paths, you know, young to old people that are doing the course, as well as getting to learn some of the educators that are putting on the materials, you know, just having those people. Cause like, for instance, Dwayne is a really close friend of mine. Um, yeah. he, he does the nutrition stuff. Right. And Dwayne has been a great mentor to me, just a great man, um, a friend for a long time. And he was kind to me and showed interest in me way before he saw potential in me when I had not much to going on, you know? So like we've been friends for a very long time, probably like seven or eight years. So having that kind of person in your corner, just, you know, getting to see all the opportunities he's helped me cultivate over the years. It's like, those are the things that people really forget as, as valuable, you know? And that's, that's what I think has been the most valuable for me, right? Obviously has been through all the education and all the podcasts, right? What has come about? It's been the, it's been the circle of people or the relationships I've made. Like to truly be honest, like, out of everything, it's I I am extroverted, right? I'm naturally extroverted, but I live an introverted lifestyle just due to kind of the hobby that I'm interested in, which yeah. is bodybuilding. Um, and obviously I work from home and things like that. So sometimes like I don't allow I had kind of had to subdue my extroverted side. Yeah. But I've I've met so many people through all the different avenues that I've worked on right that that's really it's kind of what kind of pays that's that's really what pays off there in terms of everything is the fact that hey I get to meet all these people and I know and I also know Jordan like I had Jordan on the podcast before which is why I even decided to sign up in the first place too is because yeah, I know him I trust him with my money and the sources and what he's going to provide and so it's like you know I know one of the one of the guys that he's pretty close with, he's actually a trainer at the gym that I go to. So it's like, so it's just like multiple avenues of relationship building is more so like people, people don't, people don't realize how important that is as humans at all is we need interaction with other humans. Like as much as, like as much as no matter how introverted or extroverted you are, you need interaction with other humans to really kind of, not only just like experience life, but to learn and develop your own thoughts. And well, it helps outsource your sanity also, yeah. right? Because you get to have some of these thoughts that are in your head and spoken outwardly, and you get a reaction back from someone who, if you can trust, um, you know, and or wants the best for you, then even better. You said something a little earlier that I wanted to touch on, which is like, you know, you might look to me and that's very nice of you to say, or someone like Braden and say like, Oh geez, I'm not quite there yet. You know, as I told you, I'm surrounded by successful people. A lot of the people like, and some of them are like hyper successful where I'm not sure that I'm ever going to get there. You know, like <laughs> I, I would love to be able to, but we're, we're talking quite successful now. Yeah. And <clears throat> one of the things is I, I just um, traded in my vehicle and I got rid of my truck mostly for few, I don't use my truck. I didn't use my truck as like a truck. Uh, I just had one cause I was always been a farm kid and I was just drove pickup trucks, but fuel. And for the first time I'm like, Holy shit. Like I'm spending like sometimes two K a month on fuel, you know, with as much as I drive from um, to the different store locations and stuff. <laughs> and you know, it's crazy. So I got looking at some different vehicles, some SUVs and stuff. And anyway, long story short is I almost pulled the trigger on like a Lexus or a Cadillac SUV. And you know, I got home thinking one day and I'm like, Dylan, those are like rich people things. And you're not, if you're not a rich person, like why are you making it such a big deal that you need to have that thing or this thing, you know? I'm like, okay, you've done some things of value, which have granted some success, but like, it's not where you want to be. So like, why slow the process down with some materialistic fucking piece of metal? And so I totally flipped the script. I ended up buying a Buick and I spent half the money pretty much. You know, I went from a $90,000 spend to a 45 or 50, you know, so that was a huge, huge difference. And 
although my ego took kind of a fucking kick in the nuts the first few days, now I, you know, it's like one of those things where I always tell people like sacrifice the present for the future, right? I feel really good. Like deep in my soul, I'm like, that was the right play because that extra 40 or $50,000 has so much value in expanding business stuff or, you know, some of the other projects that I have going on that it would have just been like me driving around in a nice SUV so that other people thought something of me, <laughs> you know, versus because one, um, once my ass is in it and it's moving down the highway, it does the same shit pretty much. You know? yep. I think I kind of have the other way around here. So I always had difficulty with spending money and I'd always would just save, 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 and just spend on education, 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 which I highly recommend people do. Number one. Um, I mean, I've spent, I've, I've easily spent like 30 grand in the last like three years on education um, and such. And so it's just like, okay, at what point do I buy something though for myself? Like in a way. So that's why when you see me in our group chat, like say, oh, got a new train by JP order. It's because like, I actually struggle with like, my parents would call me deep pockets. Uh, yeah. I would struggle to actually buy something for me. Like, even though education was for me, I didn't buy, I, I didn't buy things like material wise. And, you know, then it kind of hit me like, like when I'd see my parents do it and I talked about the going with the flow type thing, like they would spend money on material things because they know in their mind they're going to get that money back like like they're not they're not too worried about spending it if it's going to make them happy and yeah. it's going to provide some sort of value to them and value i think is a everyone associates it with the monetary term but what about like what about how you feel like when you wear things like confidence like those types of things like those values like those things also played a factor into me actually spending some money on a few gym clothes that I enjoy because I'm in the gym most of the time. So it's like, okay, if I'm not, I'd rather be comfortable where I'm actually going to be and buy a few hundred dollars worth of clothes, than say, fuck it and continue to wear my ragtag tops and everything oh, like that, where I'm just like, where I think a lot of people have a misconception of it. So, so I think for us, it's two different. So for us, it's two different things here because I think I agree with you. Like, it does get the job done, right? Like you, like for some things it's get the job done, but for other things, it might be a bigger step for a lot of people. And I think, uh, I think for me, it was about just like letting go of like the anxiety surrounded by money Bingo. because I'd always have anxiety of, mm, am I going to get this back? Like, am I going to get this? Am I going to get this like $500 back? Like, will I, will I do it? And then you saw, and then like, you know, you sign up like two athletes and you're like, okay, we're back. And you're like, and you're just like, and that's like the trade-off though. But I'm like, okay, next time I can't purchase anything until I get another X amount of athletes or something like that, or I bring in X amount of dollars for my coaching. Like that's kind of how I think about it now and things. So I'm like, okay, I got to work for it. There's still got to be work for it, but Hey, if you work for it, you get to thrive and enjoy it. So, so I think that that's a lot. Of, I think a lot of people have anxiety around what certain decisions might make them. I think that's a big thing too, and what people and how people think and how people derive to come to an action is the anxiety surrounding that that action too as well. I think that's a great point. Um, I think that that is actually where most people's stress around money lies specifically is the scarcity mindset that they won't be able to replace it. So were your parents, I have a question, were your parents, are your parents well off or, um, not not too much or like middle class or like where, where, where... Uh, we're like we're like middle class so my mom my mom grew up my mom grew up like house to house things like that my dad dad worked for most of his life to get to where he was and yep. so we're very like they did they did everything I'll just say this they did everything to put us in a position to be successful as kids and and be successful as adults and i would happily. So, i think probably that's where some of my risk tolerance comes with finance is that um it's weird because i grew up in a place like uh i've talked about this before so a little bit but you know it would basically be like going to live in sparta <laughs> you know it's like that's the best way i could describe it like there was very uh it was very traditionalist that's the my upbringing was very traditionalist 
very old school. However, my dad was pretty hyper successful com- mm-hmm. if you're comparing to the mean population of society or the general mean population of society. And I remember being so dumb and ignorant moving away from home at 15 that I just believed that I would have success. Like deep into my core, because it was told to me that if I had my last name on this earth and I didn't, it's because I did something to fuck up. Because we were born of great power and great responsibility. And all like, these are weird shit to tell kids, but you know, it was like brainwashed into me. So every time I've lost money, I've literally lost my ass like three times in my life you know, or twice I have built it up and lost it all like a painful amount of money a couple times. And especially when I was younger and for some reason I can't turn it off. Like I would just figure out the next moves. You know, I would, maybe I would have to go back to work or something after I had a failure and I would just be figuring out my next moves to get back onto my own back into entrepreneurship and I would roll the dice again. I didn't care because in the long term, I felt like if I kept throwing the darts, um, one of them would stick, you know, and I'm still kind of cultivating that path. But it's really interesting because I think that's exactly what what the, what some of the issue is, is like the anxiety of scarcity. Like if I spend this money, I'm, I'm not going to get it back. But and it's a bad and it's a bad habit. and It's a bad thing to kind of break there. Yeah. Um, but I also know, like, for being 24-year-old, I'm also fairly stable in two of two jobs I have. Um, yep. So it's like, so I shouldn't ever have to worry, <laughs> to truly be honest. Like, my that's what my parents try to get to me. They're like, you know, you're doing really well in your full-time job. You're doing well. You're doing pretty good in your coaching, like, per se, compared to a lot of people. And they're like, you should be fairly comfortable to spend a few hundred dollars. They're like, go. No, they're like, no. Yeah, I know they're not wrong. Yeah, that's that's why they're my parents, right? They're not wrong. The parents are always right. <laughs> Usually. So with the little bit left that we have, I kind of wanted to segue into a different conversation yeah. that I was thinking about. Um, so <clears throat> I got asked this great question. So I took on um I took on a really good um bikini athlete in the last couple of days who's a natural pro, um, looking to go into kind of the CPA and or IFBB, depending uh, kind of where you are same shit and um you know we got chatting a little bit in in her coming onto the roster and she asked me some really good questions and i thought man these are really interesting questions that i wonder what the one of the first things i thought of after is like i want to ask anthony some of these questions only because um it'll it might even show like how powerful and how great of an opportunity we have here at team Miller with our team. Mm-hmm. She asked me, how comfortable are you bringing me to a, na- a national stage? You know? So like, that's a very good question, you know, because it's not, it, it's very subjective. So I, I thought about that and I was like, wow, that's interesting. And I, I'm at the point in my career where I work very hard to not like oversell myself. Because to be honest, I've been in sales my whole life and I'm very persuasive when I want to be. And sometimes that has bit me in the ass because sometimes you can persuade something to happen that maybe wasn't quite time for and it doesn't have the staying power. And I've learned that painfully in my early 20s. So I try and be as upfront and honest with clients as I can. I don't want, I want to under promise and over deliver, not the other way around simply put so i told her i thought about this and my answer was very high and i said but i so i messaged her back and i said very high confidence but i want to break down that a little bit so i said to her if i was to remove myself from team miller and just take you on my confidence would still be medium high but it wouldn't be very high the reason that it's very high is because i feel like I just need the people to work and be dedicated and put some trust in me. And I have full capacity to bring almost anybody to national stages. I really believe that in my heart now that that's where I'm destined to go. And with team Miller, I said, having the ability to lean on Braden, who I spent a lot of money traveling and following around this year um, while he was bringing athletes to stage specifically a couple pro bikini 
you know, and I was literally there with him through the preps, uh, doing the peaks, watching the posing, talking to the judges, you know, getting to a really good understanding of, you know, sort of getting my feet wet. And without that experience, like I wouldn't have that confidence. So that's a huge thing that like being on the team has got me. And then, you know, having coach Lex, who's a, a national bikini competitor herself, being able to help me with some of the posing because I'm a little bit weaker there. Not that I don't know what I'm doing at all, but I certainly am not someone who's who's uh, that quality, right? And then on the functional side, if we have if we run into a snag where you know we're losing menstruation early or just like any of these things that comes up, I have you to bounce off of. It's probably the first guy I'm going to, and then you know if if not, we bring in Braden, right, for hit for some of his unique takes on things. So we have like all these corners covered. And it really does make for a powerful feeling because you feel like you're running through the forest with a pack. It's like, hey, if I start to stumble down here, someone's going to take lead for a while on this one thing. And then I can pick up where my value exactly lies. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel the same? Yeah, honestly, I so I'm bringing my first athlete to stage right this year, like coming up Um, and Dude, I'm just like, we're like, just the mentality that I have now with Braden, like, and you, like, and then Tyler, like, to bring a guy to stage, I'm like, we're going to fucking bring you in. I was like, we're not, I, he messaged me yesterday. My athlete messaged me yesterday and he goes, um, he goes, I'm coming to win. Like, he just said that yesterday, like, to me, like, in WhatsApp. And I was like, I don't expect anything less. I was like, I was like, we're coming, we're coming for it all. I was, uh, my confidence in terms of being able to coach and being able to coach competitors has completely skyrocketed since I've been able to uh, come under this team just from being able to chat with Braden almost daily about different things and being able to understand those and then being able to chat with you. And, you know, you also dominate the training programming aspect too as well. And we discuss that and we make sure that training program is nailed for if an athlete wants to compete, I typically go to Dylan to help me with the training program and make sure that we nail things down perfectly. And I get his view over what they need. Like we had a talk yesterday, right? Like even looking at one of your athletes, we sometimes throw in things like if someone needs to go into a growth phase or we get someone new, we'll throw athletes into our, into our group. We'll be like, okay, what do you guys see? What do they need? What do they need? And then and then you could tailor that training program to what, like if Braden says something and Braden needs, and Braden says that something needs to come up, better make that a priority. 100%. So, I just, I'm, I don't have that, because I don't have that eye, right? I don't have that eye fully developed, but that's where Braden comes in to help as like. That takes a long, long time because I, st- I have a pretty good eye, I think, and I still lean on Braden because it's such a useful resource to waste. You know, like I we took on I took on a couple competitors in the last little bit, and it's like, hey, what do you think? Oh, you know, I, I think that the judges are gonna want to see this uh, and this and this. Say less, because I know how to change physiques and bodies. You know, like it's, <laughs> this, this is like that's just what I do. You know, and and I've been doing it for a long time on myself, and uh, you know, a lot of other people. So it's it's fun to see this kind of this team come into this light. You know, where I think we're all starting to find our stride our individual um you know it's so cool because we're we're actually hunting as a pack more but getting more individualized like everyone is more comfortable taking on their own roles and like who they are and want to become you know we're creating a lot of independent thought whilst also fostering a team mentality so yeah. anyway uh, i've just noticed a lot of my clients it seems like there's like a, I, I told Braden this maybe a week ago i said there's like an electricity surrounding team miller right now um that i can feel i have these instincts and i said it's like it's very faint yeah it's like a spark but i said that it just needs the right headwind and this is going to become a massive forest fire (laughs) you know like that that spark can turn into a huge huge piece of powerful entity got the right tools we got the right right, we don't need i don't say we don't need because we could always need but I I personally don't think we need anyone else. No, of course. You know, I we think have we have, I think we have, and like you said, we have everything covered. Like from Jordan to Tyler, me, Lexa, Braden, you, like everything is covered. 
in terms of what we need to truly be the best. And I think that that's, it's just going to continue to show within the next few years. That's why I tell people kind of just, just sit back, sit back, grab your popcorn, just (laughs) just like, just wait, just see what happens. I was like, get all of us at least have one competitor on stage at one point in time, you're going to, you're going to be asking for it. I was like, I was like, we're going to come, we're going to come pretty full force at things, especially if we, especially once we all have someone step on stage, which I'm pretty sure I might be the only one who hasn't had one. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, actually, uh, no, Lex has never put anyone on stage. But she will. Um, she sort of has through like school and some different things, but she's got actually quite a few. Like in this year, I think she yep. might have four or five. Yeah. I probably have 10 or 12, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, I'm starting a little light. I'm starting a little light. I got like one. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't do my first one until I was 25 too, you know, and then I, I started to do it and, and um, ended up taking a break from coaching. So I'm really excited to kind of get that. Also, I think what's really fun is, um, you know, I texted Braden the other day and I was like, you know, what's going to be the funnest day. And he was like, what's that? And I said, when we're when we're at one of the Alberta shows or a U.S. show in the next two or three years, and all of us have two or three people in similar classes um, <laughs> against each other, but all like, but also, uh, you know, the the team is is competing for a presence. I think that's uh, just like a super fun premonition. Yeah. To I'm I'm looking forward to that. Like, I'm really looking forward to us. Like, to truly be honest, I'm looking forward to whenever I get the chance to take someone to like a national level show and put them on like a national level stage and do well, like I can picture ever since I signed up with Braden and decided to be a part of this, part of this team, I really have pictured like bringing my first athlete to a national level stage. And like, I've pictured winning a pro card with an athlete and I'm like, fuck yes. I'm like the fact that I'm able to kind of picture this maybe three, three years down the line, three, four years down the line. I'm like, this is it. I was like, yeah, I was like, this is how you know you're in the right place because every single time I talk to Braden or something like that, it charges me up that I'm on the right path. And like, it's just time at this point. And it's just like, Hey, we're just going to keep, I'm just going to keep busting my ass for the people that I have now. And I know, and you guys have seen, I have a few good ones that that are lining up. I mean, I've shared, I've shared my one. And I think if he, if he does it right, if, if we do it right over the next four or five years, He'll be that guy. He'll be that guy that I'm talking about. Like that's, that's how much I believe in him being 20 years old. Like that's how much I believe in what he can truly do. Um, And I have that vision already set for us. Like that, that hasn't come about too often in my coaching career is being able to see someone for that long, being with me for that long and just doing the do. But this is one where I see it being like that and being able to accomplish what we want to accomplish. And it's a pretty fun, it's a pretty cool feeling. It is so. A couple last things before we before we head off. Yeah, Trevor. I got one more one more thing. Let's do yeah, one. So, uh, well, two quick things. One, I bought my first train by JP sweatsuit uh, two nights ago when I yes. got I got high and just fucking ordered a bunch of shit. <laughs> that was that was one of the things I ordered. Now I have a purple sweatsuit on the way. I'm very excited for it. Um, the, the second thing that's more important. Um, I thought it would be fun just to touch off. Because you did that, you you brought um you know you always kind of bring people through your own personal journey, being that this started as the Aces Beta podcast, you know, and it was just you. So like right now, what are you looking to do in the next year with your own journey? I thought we'd share each uh, a little bit, very very brief about that, and then uh, we can let everyone go. My, I'm not being too ambitious to say take my coaching full time. I have it written. I have it written on my board. I said by the time I'm 26, I'm a full time coach. So I have, I have a, I have a year and three weeks, <laughs> a year, three weeks, one day to nail that, that down. And so it's just like, I'm putting in, like I said, the next six, seven months is education and getting my guy ready for his show. And I know once that, once that end of that six months comes down here, it's going to be full on, it's going to be full on stretch forward and much growth as possible. But it's, I would say two things it's that. And then obviously build my physique as best as possible. 
Yeah. So what does that look like? What do you, what, what does that look like a little bit for you? Uh, 20 pounds of muscle yeah, at okay. its frame. That's exactly where I think a year, a year, I can't describe, I can't say anything else besides, yeah. besides that goal, but 20, I would like to see at least 15 pounds of quality tissue, 20 yeah. pounds, 20 pounds would be, I think I can, I think with the work ethic that I have and how on point I am and everything I'm willing to get for it. I think I can put on 20 pounds of muscle in the, I think, I think you can too. You know, it's pretty interesting. I, I talked to Braden um, yesterday about some of my own goals and uh, you know, it was super fun just because, you know, sometimes when you have a coach, I'm sure you've dealt with this where you're thinking like, Oh, this is kind of what I want to do or something around this. And you're not sure if that idea is going to be reciprocated by your coach who you have trust in and obviously want to stay with, you know, so it's like shit. So I brought up, you know, kind of where I saw myself going in the next year. And when Braden kind of reiterated in my check-in where he was thinking of going with me, it was like, aha, chef's kiss, you know, because it was like that, that is like, and now I feel like more motivated than ever because for the first time I did a lot of sacrificing the immediate gratification in the last three years, you know, and, and to try to build my physique and to kind of hear that he's on point to, you know, cause I'm at the point now where to be just quite frank, um, of course I want to continue to grow muscle. Um, but I think my days of like, it's now or never lar it's large never. massing phases and things are kind of over, you know? So I, I, it's exactly, it's the, it's the now or never. So we got a, a you know, kind of one more massing phase here and then I'm going to probably get in shape and probably stay in shape for two to three years. You know, like I told them, I'm, I'm going to be in my mid thirties. I want to feel good every day. I want to feel good about how I look, you know, like every single day. Uh, not, and, not you're, just, and you're going to get married too, probably within the next year. Rather you look good, rather you look in shape. Yeah, just all of that stuff, you know, so it's just like, you know, and more so because, um, you know, I think I struggled to say this for a long time because um, when it was very evident, I still had a lot of physique improvements to make. I think it, it, it made more sense, <clears throat> but you know, now I'm like not so concerned about being a certain size to be able to get the right to coach people. You know, it's like, well, now uh, I've proven that I can add, you know, I've added 50, 60 pounds of muscle to my frame uh, since I've started, yeah. you know, and like, if that's not enough, uh, well, then that's, that's okay. You know, cause I'm just going to feel good <laughs> and, be, and be deadly um, at my job so that I can look after my own clients and my own yep. Um, kind of personal physique goals are probably going to take a little bit of backseat just you know and that's the, this is the projections that yeah. I'm trying to get people to do so they can keep their fitness forever right because I've been one of the things most people say to me I'll finish with this is um, it's amazing how you've been able to kind of do this for so long and not have any regression not fall off and and that's because I'm realistic about where things are going I really foresee myself being in a much different place business-wise in the next two years with some of the projects we have going on. And it, you know, it would be unreal. I don't think uh, it would be, I wouldn't be able to live my bodybuilding lifestyle and living now with that stuff yeah. coming down the pipe. So I have to plan for change and for things to alter. So I think you're always able to be ahead of the next step is, is a good skill to cultivate, but I know, you, I know you got a role. Yeah, I got a role here, but uh, I'm, Waiting on my bulk proteins. If I get that in today, I will be giving it a taste. I'm I'm just like staring at my window every single day. I'm like, when I'm like, I see that I see the I see the USPS car, and I'm like, is it here? I'm is like, here? I'm yeah, like, is it here? I'm like, no. I'm like, come on. I'm like, give me, give me, give me. I want to try the protein so badly. Um, but once I do, I will send a review, um, of that definitely. I don't know what flavors Dylan sent me, but um, I'm pretty sure Quite they're good. So um, but. No, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. I actually had some fun with this. Really, yeah. <laughs> we always have a good episode with us too. As oh, yeah. we say, sorry, Braden. Guest appearance. <laughs> Braden's on the guest appearance train now. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you guys did enjoy this episode, as always, follow the podcast, Spotify, in Spotify, iTunes. Um, go take a listen to us. Um, go take a listen to any of our old episodes. Um, if you did enjoy this episode, share on your Instagram story. Tag Dylan and I. Uh, that really helps us get it out there. Really helps show that you guys are supporting and really enjoying these episodes. Um, messages on Instagram. I got a few people messaging me on Instagram saying how much they enjoy these podcasts and how much they enjoy listening to us. So that always helps us too. Um, we really appreciate that a ton. 
Um, but as always, go give us a five-star rating and review too as well. Um, you can use code SPADA at discount at checkout uh, at morphogenutrition.com to save you guys some dollar-dollar bills. Um, go try out some bulk proteins at Supplement World. Um, I think they're doing a 20% off sale, possibly. I don't know if I'm still, if I'm right on that. Um, yeah, so go check it out. Uh, probably some of the best proteins from what I've heard, so go check it out. Um, other than that, guys, we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Ace Spita Podcast next week. See you guys later.